Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. Crazy, crazy, crazy times that we're living in in the wrestling world because of everything that's mainly been happening in the WWE and everyone seems to be talking about them. But we can't ignore some of the things that are happening in NAW as well. Even though the news in AW, it's not as big or or mainstream, the news that's been going around AEW has a lot of the AEW fans celebrating for so many reasons. For one, the ratings for Rampage and Collision went up this last week. And of course, that's exciting for the fans and, and also Tony Khan because I'm sure Tony Khan thought that was just great and is very exciting and everything is great. There was some speculation around that, that the ratings might have increased because of the guys from CMLL that have been coming over to do matches with the Blackpool Combat Club over on Collision and on Rampage. That could be it, but it could also be because of some of the biggest signees that AEW has had in recent time the times are approaching for them to finally join the company like will osprey he's officially going to be making his way to aew and now has an official match that was scheduled for revolution there's also the rumors and the talks about mercedes monet and okada joining the company soon and a lot of people are hyped up for all of these things that are happening in aew what is going on folks welcome back again to another episode of snug wrestling podcast with me i am edgar your host of snug wrestling we're going to be talking about aew and all things dynamite that went down this week with the signing of will osprey and all these potential stars a lot of people have been weighing in and sharing their thoughts about the company about the signees and how could all of these people that are going to be joining aew how it's going to benefit aew for the better people like eric bischoff booker t conan to be exact and these are all wrestling legends that have been in the business for years and years and years however these names that i just mentioned don't seem to be very optimistic of these stars joining AEW. it's almost like they actually know what they're talking about and they've been successful in this business but even then the fans the wrestling fans refuse to believe anything negative that is said about AEW. even when it comes to people that have actually worked in the business for example on the hall of fame podcast booker t stated that when mercedes and okada and osprey fully join AEW, they should be put in storylines and not just a bunch of matches booker t says i'm looking to see more story and more entertainment from AEW before i can really get tapped in i like the things that the young bucks are doing right now wearing the suit and the hats beating people up creating this thing with sting and darby allen that's a story that we can grab onto stuff like that you've got guys like will osprey and okada you've got monet coming in let's see what we do with them let's see if we could put them in something and really create some good story booker t said that's what i want to see from all of these guys coming in conan also put in his two cents and said i think what's gonna happen is that she mercedes monet will come back like a lot of people have come back to a huge pop and a huge first two three 
three week honeymoon period and then she won't be used right or will be put in in a stupid angle or something and she'll lose a lot of her luster and that's what conan had to say about mercedes monet joining aew and since the rumors of monet coming over to aew eric bischoff also doesn't believe that monet would make any positive changes in the ratings and believes that the ratings would remain the same and it's mostly due to the booking and eric bischoff doesn't really blame the talent in any of this so when you have all of these people that have actually worked in the business that made a living in wrestling everyone keeps saying pretty much the same thing you kind of have to consider what they're saying might be actually true or are these just old washed up folks that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about this is not the first time aw has brought in big names from other companies and after a few weeks they're just any other name on the roster just look at adam copeland the most recent one but i guess when it comes to monet okada will osprey only time will tell until then let's get into this AEW dynamite from valentine's day february 14th let's go the badass John Moxley, I'm badass bro, death jitsu, faced our dear old Dax Harwood from FTR. And just based on each of these guys' win-loss ratio, John Moxley never gets pinned, ever. And Dax can't seem to ever win a damn singles match, except for that one time when he wrestled his own tag team partner, Cash Wheeler. So I'm going to take a wild guess here and say that John Moxley is most definitely going to go over. And what do you know? That's exactly what happened. Happen. who would have figured that one pretty much everyone and when you watch a match that's involving john moxley you can bet on two things either john moxley will bleed or john moxley will kiss someone and on this match versus dax harwood john moxley did not bleed and it was valentine's day dax harwood and john moxley shared a very intimate moment in the ring aw started a feud between the blackpool combat club and ftr with all of this that happened been on collision and now on dynamite john moxley submitted poor old dax put him straight to sleep and was spooning him in the middle of the ring right after sharing a big sloppy kiss the blackpool combat club continued to attack in the afterbirth where claudio and moxley stood over the laid out bodies of one of the greatest tag teams in the world ftr and i'm guessing the blackpool combat club are heels once again these guys the blackpool combat club they flip back and forth from here and good guys every week last week they were being saved by the baby faces versus the cmll guys this week they're flipping off the crowd beating up on old cash wheeler and dax harwood we got a major announcement and no this was not by tony khan this was from don Callis. renee was interviewing don Callis, and since no one in aw wants to face the forces of Takeshka or hobbs don Callis is going to create his own competition within the family and informed the AEW crowd that at Revolution, Takeshka is gonna face Will Ospreay. And it begins. Oh boy, we just got done talking about these people coming in just to have a bunch of random matches. You have signed Will fucking Ospreay. And what is AEW gonna do? AEW is gonna bring him in and put him in random matches with no build versus one of his own faction members. And this is exactly why all these people like Eric Bischoff and Booker T, Conan, and every other legend in wrestling that doesn't work for 
AEW, this is why they say the things that they say. Yes, this match is going to be good, athletic, high-flying, hard-hitting, but it's not going to matter in a few weeks. It's not going to make a difference in the ratings. After a few weeks, no one is going to care about this Will Ospreay versus Takeshka match. No one's going to talk about this match once it's all said and done, and it's just going to be more pointless, meaningless, random matches. Wardlow had a squash match. Glad his knee is okay after limping out of his last match versus Commander. I'm a big Wardlow fan, so I was kind of worried. Man, that would be really shit if Wardlow really got injured in a bad way versus a match versus Commander of all people that doesn't really even matter. But Wardlow, he seems fine. He seems like he's back to his usual badass self, and we got to see him back on Dynamite doing what he does best. The Cope Open Challenge continues? I mean, I say that with a question because I'm not actually sure why Adam Copeland was facing Daniel Garcia. Lately, there's been reports, there's rumors flying around in the IWC that the Cope has been having issues in AEW. Another disgruntled employee in AEW, it seems like, because they're saying that he's having issues with management and rubbing some of the talent in AEW the wrong way. This match had a split crowd once again because it was hero versus hero, and I thought Daniel Garcia was super over now after that wild cage match that took place on collision during Royal Rumble weekend right that whole weekend all I kept hearing about was that cage match and Daniel Garcia and how great that match was and this is how you put talent over and this is how you create stars Daniel Garcia is in a whole nother level now what happened with all of that the match was literally three weeks ago and no one is talking about it anymore and Daniel Garcia he's still the same guy he's still getting the same reactions doing his same dance i don't see anything different from daniel garcia or nothing game changing from that cage match that daniel garcia had with ftr if they are really trying to get daniel garcia over why not put him in a singles match versus someone that can actually put garcia over like tell a story build something from that brutal cage match that they had on collision or you could just put daniel garcia in another random match for no reason and just beat him again like the first match there was another afterbirth here as well because luchasaurus nick wayne his mommy and christian all came out and attacked both adam copeland and daniel garcia hit a concerto on copeland and the feud between the old tag team of christian and adam copeland fires up more and more and everything seems to be pointing to another match between these two legends at revolution we got to see the competitors for the main event at Revolution at the top of the hour. The AEW champion Samoa Joe, Hangman Adam Page, and Swerve Strickland. Samoa Joe once again cut a damn good promo about the match and he told no lies like always. Samoa Joe said they made this situation with the title even more dumber and we reward mediocrity here and we gave two guys a title shot because no one can tell them that they don't deserve to be in the ring with me. And I can't argue with anything Samoa Joe was saying I think most of us wrestling fans with some sense can agree that all of this mess with this three-way at revolution is some bullshit but for every constructive thing that you're gonna hear about AEW here on Snug Wrestling I am going to give AEW their flowers on one thing and that is creating a star within Swerve Strickland AEW saw something in Swerve and I can honestly
honestly say it's the only thing that AEW has done that WWE was not able to do. Maybe because WWE didn't really try to get Swerve over, didn't really give him the time of day. But I mean, Swerve is over as ever and i'm not gonna give all the credit to AEW, especially not tony because for sure this has nothing to do with tony's booking or the matches because the matches that swerve has i mean it's not austin versus brett type level matches the matches that swerve has are modern day matches with the high spots the high intensity and just doing a bunch of moves back to back and no selling but that's what we see mostly nowadays all over the world not just an AEW. But what Tony did do, what AEW did do, was give Swerve the creative freedom and the platform for Swerve to get himself over. His personality, his charisma. He can show all of those things now on national TV. And Swerve has a really great fucking story. Swerve was in the big bad evil company that is WWE, where he was misused. He was on NXT. They didn't really give him the time of day, but he came came over to AEW to grow, to make himself bigger, and he's done it. And he wants to become the first black AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Swerve gets the biggest reactions, they get louder and louder every week, and the fans hang on every word that Swerve's saying in his promos. He has the cool manager, Prince Nana, and Swerve is presented as a total star, as he should be. And then here comes Hangman TA, the third member, the third party in all of this championship title picture and hangman ta he's getting all the booze now and hangman tries to say that swerve does not deserve to be in the title picture with samoa joe and hangman that he was just added to the title picture and it just made hangman ta look like an even bigger goof because no one believes that swerve is the most popular guy in AEW right now and swerve literally beat hangman twice already out of three matches as we all know the third match ended in a no contest so what the fuck is hangman even talking about no one fucking knows Samoa joe was also like you know what i've had about enough of this i'm just gonna beat the both of y'all at revolution goodbye good night the young bucks were wearing the same suits that they had last week the white suits that are now filled with darby and sting's blood and they wrestled top flight for a company that claims and takes pride in calling their products sports based this entire thing with the young bucks and the EVPs, going around finding people. It's basically sports entertainment at its finest. The Young Bucks, they're not a serious heel tag team. They're not serious heel getting wrestlers. They're not serious heat getting wrestlers. I mean, this whole thing that's happening with the Bucks coming back as heels, they're EVPs. They're the corporate people in the office that they run the company and all of these things. It's all to build up a match for an icon like Sting. The way that the books are going about this is goofy, it's comedy, it's joke, and a lot of people claim that, well, that's the point. The Bucks are doing a parody of a corporate figure in AEW. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. It's supposed to be funny. Oh, you just don't get it. And no, I guess maybe I don't get it. Like, are we supposed to hate these guys because they're bad guys? Or are we supposed to laugh at them? Are they supposed to be making us laugh? Because 
normally someone that makes me laugh it's kind of hard for me to hate them so it's like which one is it and it's just so ridiculous it shouldn't be that complicated we have baby faces and we have heels we want to see the baby face get over which is sting and we want to see sting beat up the heels that are the young bucks but the heels in this case they're just making fun of everything that's going on in this big match this big blow up that we're supposed to be having for sting i feel bad for top fly because they're this young tag team trying to make a name for themselves but they have to do jobs for the joke tag team doing a parody of corporate evil bosses but thankfully this segment was not completely a shit show because out came darby allen and now i'm officially the biggest darby allen fan Darby Allen cut the best promo in all of pro wrestling this year so far because Darby Allen said literally everything we have all been saying on this podcast about all the things that happened in AEW behind the closed doors we see everything that's happening and I'm not even gonna repeat anything that Darby Allen said I'm just gonna play it for everyone to hear it in case you didn't hear it and also for me too because I want to listen to this shit over and over again that's how fucking good it was so let's hear it here's a clip shut the music young box remind everybody remind everybody what was the original mission statement of aew what was the original mission statement of aew it was to change the world you know listen you know when i was homeless in AEW first started, I begged you guys for a job, and you saw nothing in me, yet I had to sit by and watch all your shit friends get hired, you little California crew. And thank God, thank God at the time there was an EVP here with a sense of brains. And I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. You did a little interview last year why you resigned to AEW. And what did you say in that interview, huh? Tell us. I remind us. This is, you guys said that you resigned because the travel schedule was light, the money was good. It was no longer about changing the world. The original mission statement was dead. I thought this was all elite wrestling. But it looks like this is uh, all friendship wrestling. You know why? Think, think about the very first episode of Dynamite. Darby Allen wasn't on it. You know who was? Brandon Collar. What the? I don't know what kind of tussles you guys got into at home school, but we're talking about Sting's final match. That's what this is about, right? You guys want to be Sting's final match. You're damn right, man. What do you say? I don't think you guys understand what you guys got yourselves into. We're talking about a man that has nothing left to lose. Young Bucks, Darby Allen and Sting, the AEW Tag Championship. It's showtime! Wow, and after that, I actually kind of care about this match now that's going to happen at Revolution between Darby and Sting versus the Young Bucks. Wow, just... 
Round of applause, Darby Allen. Woo! Willow defeated Sky Blue with what looks like her new manager now, Stokely Hathaway. And in the main event, we went from one joke parody tag team to another joke parody wrestler, the international champion Orange Cassidy. And this was a Texas death match versus Matt Taven. The king of sloth style is what a lot of people call Orange Cassidy. And I heard many different reasons as to why this Texas death match was even taking place and why there was a need to have have this type of match with this stipulation why did we have this gimmick match and one of my favorite reasons or excuses whatever you want to call it is that well they're in texas and every time aw is in texas they always have a texas death match now that might be true but aw has texas death matches all over the country not just in texas the dirt sheet radio facebook page posted the following regarding the texas death match after chuck Taylor got taken out by the Undisputed Kingdom. Orange Cassidy challenged anyone in the group to a Valentine's Day Texas death match and Matt Taven accepted. This of course got a lot of response and a lot of comments from a lot of wrestling fans. One of them, I'm not going to mention any names, but they said, oh yay, another meaningless, no hype built Texas death match. And yeah, that's a pretty reasonable comment, I think, especially after being announced a Texas death match just like like that and dirt sheet radio responded to that comment matt taven came off the top rope last week and spiked orange on his head while bennett held him in a pile driver position he's out for revenge another member commented and said so you're saying a hit from the top rope means a blow off stip for the following week and the dirt sheet radio responded with yes take out each member every week so it's a one-on-one -on -one match at the pay-per-view so apparently there's been a lot of things happening between the best friends and the undisputed kingdom a lot of beatdowns allegedly that have been taking place to lead up to this big texas deathmatch blow-off match maybe these alleged beatdowns have been happening on rampage or collision or some of the other shows that people don't really watch because from someone that watches AEW Dynamite week to week, it was hard for me to understand why this match was happening. I had to do my research to understand why any of this is taking place. But anywho, Orange Cassidy won this Texas death match that the people are going to be talking about for years and years and years to come. Just like that Danny Garcia cage match that happened at Collision. But let me know what you guys thought about all of this. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.